Ladies and gentlemen, fans of 80s wrestling, welcome back. We were gone last week, but we return. It's August 25th. We're in the dog days of summer. I got the summertime blues. And the man that's got the cure is none other than Tommy, the Human Slammy Award Fiero. Tommy, <laughs> good to be back with you, brother. I, I, I'll be on, Well, first of all, it's great to be back with you as well. I look forward every week to hearing what my nickname is going to be because it's, I know it's always something. The Human Slammy Award. I really, I dig that. I that's I got to get you a T-shirt made, sent over to you, can wear that around the New Jersey area. The Human Slammy that. Award. You'd wear that, I right? I dig that. Yeah, man, I really dig that a lot. <laughs> so we we got a lot so, to talk uh, about, man. Listen, before we start today's episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and fun topic today, by the way. We're going to talk about the Slammy Awards. What are your favorite Slammy Award memories? I know that I loved, loved the Slammy Awards growing up as a child. I know you did as well, Jay. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite Slammy Award moments as children back in the day. We're going to go over some of the different categories they had, Jay. We're going to talk about who was in the categories and who won each category it's going to be a fun topic today here on the podcast. If you want to call in live and talk to us about the WWF Slammy Awards in the 80s, the call line is 516-595-8295. Once again, that number is 516-595-8295. Before we get to the first caller, Jay, I have to let you know, brother, I have to congratulate you. Because you, my friend, are about to become not a one, not a two, not a three, not a four, a five time, five times, Jay, Slammy <laughs> Award winning champion right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, because I have five awards for you. You have five awards for me. I have five Slammy Awards for you on this <laughs> fine, beautiful Thursday morning, late summer. Would you like to hear them? I am. Listen, man, I'm so excited right now because I didn't even know I was nominated for any awards. So the fact that I'm going to be a five-time winner, I'm pretty darn excited, Tommy. Lay them on well, it's, it's not just me. I, I, I Throughout the whole week, I've been emailing and messaging all the fans of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, all around the country. <laughs> all, right, I, all right. I really, 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 really am surprised at some of these ideas that you that, – uh, some of these ideas that came to fruition as far as you winning these categories. So the first one is Jay, jumping Jay, congratulations for winning the Slammy for the tallest man in North America. <laughs> first of all, congratulations all right. everyone around the world that voted for that. Second, Jay, and, and this one is this one I've yeah. talked to you off off the air. Uh, you were awarded the Slammy Award for the richest man oh, in Minnesota. Man. <laughs> the richest man in Minnesota. So that, yeah. my friend, we talk off the air. I'm looking for some investors for ISW as we speak. So uh, that's the second one. The third one. This one. This one is a nana. This is a, everyone voted this one. So this, you won this by a landslide. You have won the Slammy Award. Only die-hard 80s wrestling fan that's never heard of the Wrestling Eye magazine. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> it gets better. The fourth Slammy Award for Jumping Jay this morning right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, is a Slammy Award for the only man in the world that has ever seen the Bolsheviks in a main, main event. event house show match. <laughs> you, make, you make it sound like I was the only person in attendance You were the at only one show. left there to, to witness that, because I have asked everyone around the world. No one has yeah. any recollection of that. So Everybody that else left. Either. It must have been a one... One person, uh, it, must been, it must not drew very well that night. And then yeah, the, the house was down and, that night. The, the fifth and final one is you get the Slammy Award. And, and this person wants to, he, he wants to actually give it to you himself. Oh, you get the Slammy for always saying the wrong thing to Tommy Sheik. Oh, brother. What a way to start the episode. Hello. Tommy Sheik. It's it's uh, Jumping Jay. First of all, Jumping Jay like to say hello to all the wrestling fans all around the world, Baba. They remember Aaron Sheik. Rogue Wrestling Federation, Chuck. AAU Gold Olympic Method, Chuck. Fuck the jumping jay. <laughs> Listen, man, you're talking to a five-time Slammy Award-winning host. Put some respect on my yeah, name, man. Tommy Sheik. No more questions. No more questions. Well, Tommy, Tommy, I am honored that wow. you would bestow upon me five Slammy Awards this morning. I am humbled. I am honored. And I am laughing. Uh, thank you so much, brother. I do appreciate everyone that voted God, for me man. in all those illustrious categories. You take over, brother. I'm blown up now. Well, I will tell you this, Tommy. Hearing those awards come to me was a lot of fun for me because I had no idea you were going to start the show that way. And really, that's what the Slammy Awards were all about. It was about kind of fun, over the top. It took the wacky world of wrestling, and it kicked it up a notch. If you were watching the early Slammy Awards in 86, 87, they were something to behold. And if you go back and watch them now, you really go, oh, my word, this is this is next level. And so it was a ton of fun for fans, just like hearing those awards from you was a ton of fun for me. So today's episode is going to kick up 80s Wrestling, the podcast, the notch, and we're going to have some fun. We're going to jump into some callers because we got two guys waiting on hold, who I know are huge fans of the early Slammy Awards. So we're going to talk to them, and then we'll get into some details with you and I. But let's kick the show off with it's time. Oh. It's Too time. Clean. It's total with Tom time. He's ordering I groceries. I heard whipped cream. Three sugars. That's how the coffee's made. I mean, how we've been going over this for how long? Hold on. Hello? Do we interrupt Hello? you, Toto with Tom? In, in, hey, in Starbucks it's a great there. day to be a professional. It's a great day to be a professional wrestling fan. Who put this guy on first? This is a, this is a what a way to start the show. Let me man, Toto with Tom, how are you, brother? I'm good, guys. Let me say something. I was on the phone. I have some big news, very big news, and it's and it's actually poignant for the topic for today. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. You know how he has his year-end awards? Well, guess what? He called me and told me that Toto with Tom 
is has been nominated in a new award that he's going to be uh, presenting this year, best. And he said that I'm the first person that he has as a nominee, and I am honored to be on that list. He said what put me over the top was last week I was on the number one rated wrestling show in the entire world, Busted Open. And he said that my participation by far has been the standard. All right, brother. Well, today is not about Toto with Tom. Today is about the Slammy Awards. I know, Tom, you grew up a huge Slammy Award fan as well. I believe we spoke about in the past. A, a ton of topics come up when you think about the Slammy Awards, but it's just one. Actually, since I have you on the phone, Tom, now, we'll do all three of us. What's the first thing you think about? Idea, angle, memory, when you hear the Slammy Awards? I'm going to go first if someone doesn't steal my idea. <laughs> uh, and if it's, if it's the same, that's cool. For me, uh, what I remember most about the Slammy Awards as a child was the brawl between King Harley Race and Hacksaw Jim Duggan all throughout the backstage area and on stage. Looking back on the Slammy Awards, for me, that's what comes out first. That's what sticks out first to me. How about you guys? Tom, you go next. Owen Hart. Okay. Owen Hart. I mean, Owen without Hart. a doubt. And how, and how about you? How about you, Jeff? You want to bring him to the ring, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking more of the earlier ones, but yeah, if, you, if that's what you think of when you hear Slammy Awards, that's fine. And how, how oh, about you, I, Jumpin' Jay? Well, to your moment, Tommy, I'm going to say, I believe, and I'd have to maybe go back and watch the video, but I believe those two battling in the back, a live chicken was actually killed during that brawl. I think that happened. Huh. And I, I'm being serious. I think like they would get in a lot of trouble today if they did the same thing. But I think Harley Race grabbed a chicken by its neck and like swung it at Hacksaw, and the, the bird ended up dying. And then Toto and Tom... Oh. I think Owen is most notable for being a two-time Slammy Award winner, but I think if we check history books, he actually won more than two. But that was like a big thing as he had two. But when I think of Slammy Awards, the only thing that pops into my head is Vince McMahon swiveling those hips, singing his heart out. Stand back. Stand back, people. Vince McMahon. And I tell you what, I watched that part of it this morning in preparation for today's show, and the way that he was looking at some of those female dancers on stage, when you look at it through a 2022 vision, knowing what we know about Vinnie Mac, you kind of look (laughs) at it with a different way that he was swiveling those hips. But there's so many moments that you could push to the top of Slammy Awards. All three of us named really good ones, in my opinion. Hey, before we go on to the next lame caller, um... I want to. I have a bone to pick with you, Tommy. Two weeks ago at the State County Fair, I was there with my eight by tens, okay, for two hours, and nobody came up to me and asked for my autograph. Two people did come up to me, but they asked me if I knew an Xbox was showing up. You got to do a better job promoting me. <laughs> yeah, brother, I'm gonna work on that, man. I'm sorry that no one, uh, no one came I up mean, to you, but yeah, Tom, Tom was up there at the fair. What a, what, a, what a wild nine days that was, uh, Jay. We'll talk about that later in the episode. And then later, I want to just make a mention. I think that uh, some charges should be brought, assault charges should be brought against Don LeGreca for what happened last Friday. He literally oh, yeah, we'll be tried talking. to 
He tried to choke me. Yeah, we'll be, talk- we'll be talking about that as well, man. Hey, but uh, Tom, thank you so much if for calling you have as any always, more brother. Listeners that after I get off this, that is, of course. <laughs> oh, man. You know? Yeah, well, they might have been tired of hearing you, so they all hung up. So hopefully they call back. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you next week. All right. Thank Later, you for Tom. The humble total with Tom. Starting out today's oh, very, show. Very, very humble. <laughs> very humble. Uh, next up, we're going to take a call. No more total with Tom. Humble Tom. Humble Tom. We'll we'll back in next week, he's humble Tom. Humble Tom from Totowa. Next up is a man who is humble, bringing a little class to the show, bringing a oh, little yeah. history to the show. Brian the Brain, the human historian. He's going to lay down the history of the Slammy Awards. At least I hope he is. Because I love the way that uh, they were kind of started as their own version of the Oscars or, or those type of awards. But, Brian the Brain, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jay, Tommy, thanks very much. Uh, hey, the Slammy up, Awards. Uh, yes. real, real quick before you start up, Brian. So, yeah. uh, me, me being a promoter, right, Jay? So, like, I'm, 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 I'm analyzing the situation already and. And 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 Toto with Tom obviously is a heel, right? That's that's our heel caller. And if anyone's a babyface caller, it's definitely babyface Brian. So he's no longer, no longer. I'm announcing it right here on the 79th episode of 80s Wrestling the podcast. He is no longer Brian the Brain. He is babyface Brian. Oh man, well. I can't tell you I'm not a little disappointed just because the association with Bobby the Brain, but whatever you want to call me is okay. We got to draw some money on this podcast, and, and it's always the baby face chasing the hill that draws money. So from now on, it's baby face hill Brian. Tom and baby face Brian. There All we right? go. Now with that, Jay, hill Tom and baby face Hill Tom from Totowa and baby face Brian from California. I love it, man. That's there you got, go. That's got box and, office smash. And you know, and, and, and what's box office is I'm going to make this announcement on the. If you weren't, if you're not friends with me on Facebook, that you're hearing this for the first time, we are returning with 80s Wrestling Con for next year, May the 6th, 2023, at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey, followed by ISPW Action following the convention. And we have to set the stage right now. We have to get Hill Tom and Babyface Brian face-to-face for a live episode. And we will do it this time, Jay, of 80s Wrestling the Podcast at 80s Wrestling Con. I got to make it happen, man. I got to make it happen. happen. Put $3 a week aside, whatever you got to do. There you go. Hey, uh, Slammy Awards. Yeah, the Slammy Awards. Babyface Brian, I, fill us in, man. What do you know about it? Well, I, I saw highlights of the first one. I was uh, I became a fan right after that one. That was in March of '86. So, you know, I just saw the the clips and JYD and and uh, you know a, a little bit. But the 37th annual Slammy Awards in 1987 that was uh, that was the first <laughs> one I really got into, and uh, that was December of '87, uh, and my God, the creativity from WWF back then, unparalleled. I, you know, to not only come out with the the Pile Driver two after that that first wrestling album, but the the, the second wrestling album, Pile Driver, with all those great videos, which is 
phenomenal. Uh, the the Slammy Awards in 87, my favorite part is probably the very beginning where you have all those different vehicles that everybody uh, arrives in that are all themed to the wrestlers. Um, it, that was uh, that one was super super creative. The whole thing was. I mean, just the production value and and whoever's thinking up what's going on. I mean, back then I was uh, I was 13 and I was thinking at a lot of times how silly what was going on was, but just the entertainment of the guys up there, uh, Randy and Brutus pretending to to play an instrument, all the guys uh, getting involved. Um, it was so, like you guys said before, it was so over the top and so out of the box and just such a fun entertainment thing that you can't help but, but love that. And that, that Slammy Awards 37th annual, that too, you're just like, what are you talking about? It's the second one. But, you know, they didn't care. They're just going for something to be entertaining. And it was. So I'm going to have to uh, track it down and rewatch it and, and see uh, – you know, if, it, if the memories are, are still as strong and as uh, as fun as they were back then. But, uh, but yeah, just if you guys get a chance to, to watch that opening again, that is, uh, that's probably my favorite part, like I say, is seeing all the guys coming out, their entourages out of each special vehicle that they brought around. And, and, uh, and, you know, Ultimate Warrior, I think, comes in with Hillbilly Jim and maybe it's the Killer Bees on like a hay wagon or something. It's, it's like, you you know, they're like, well, who the heck are we going to stick these, this guy with? And they're like, oh, screw it. We'll put him with Hillbilly Jim. So, that, <laughs> you know, that, that's probably my favorite part is the, that opening. So, um, but yeah, the 37th annual, that's the one that I remember most fondly is uh, 1987. Uh, I think it was like a week before Christmas that, uh, that, the, that that one came on. So I don't know if, uh, if that one... Uh, the the fight with Hill, with uh, Hacksaw and Duggan uh, or and uh, Harley Race going on throughout that that also really really good stuff. But like I say, whoever's doing their creative back then and deciding what they were going to put on the Slammy Awards, um, you know, phenomenal. Plus, you know, Sika eating the uh, the award for mm-hmm. uh, the best song, so he eats the envelope. We don't even find out who actually won that. <laughs> the top award of this show, you know, it's just, it's pretty genius when you think about it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. 100% agree. And like you said, the red carpet intros where these wrestlers would show up in different vehicles. Brutus the Barber Beefcake showed up in the back of what looked like an ice cream truck, but he's cutting somebody's hair. You had the Heart Foundation roll up in an ambulance covered in hearts on the outside. You had, uh, I think Piper showed up in that kind of, hot rod that they show in the in the Hogan cartoon and then yeah you had Ultimate War on the back of a hay wagon just the fact that they thought about mimicking popular award shows down to the point of seeing the people arrive in a vehicle they're not stepping out of limousines they're stepping out of a vehicle designed to kind of mimic their character uh and so from an entertainment standpoint it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek I think making fun of awards show, but at the same time, they're so over the top that it's inter- more entertaining than an, a regular award show. And so, yeah, the creative to come up with what to do from start to finish, it's very enjoyable. And I think the 1987 one uh, is available on YouTube. So if you have time, you can go back and watch what they called the 37th annual, which is just like you said, Brian, just hilarious in itself. 
Yeah, and and now you got me wondering if uh, Roddy was there in that vehicle for the for the first one because I know he wasn't there after he would retired at WrestleMania three for the second one, but. Uh, but it also could be that we're all remembering either Hulk Hogan's uh, rock and wrestling cartoon where they, I believe they had that, that vehicle from the cartoon actually made and had those little live clips they would do during it. Or it could also be um, the goody, the Goonies are good enough in that video. Um, they've got Roddy and Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and Andre and uh, uh, I, they might've had Roddy in that vehicle for that video. So it could be images from either Goonies are good enough, or like I say, I haven't seen the the first Slammy Awards. Maybe they had Roddy come in that car in that first one, but um, but yeah, I know he wasn't there for the second. So, uh, hmm. but yeah, they they could have come up with that whole that whole theme of bringing everybody in on their own special vehicle, just from uh, you know the Rock and Wrestling cartoon because they had special cars for each guy on Rock and Rest Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling that were in the cartoon at least. You're right. That's the exact car I'm thinking about is from the rock and wrestling. I'm trying to tune up my Google machine here to see if somebody did arrive in it in the 87. Cause like you said, I have that memory, but memory can uh, play tricks on you. It looks like Definitely. in 1987, for some reason, Bam Bam Bigelow shows up in that Rowdy Piper hot rod. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. He does come in something. If it's not that maybe it's repainted or it's very similar. But, uh, but yeah, Bam Bam was, uh, was definitely there as well. So, yep. Uh, fun, fun, fun times. So. Fantastic. But, uh, I, no, go for it. Well, I'm going to, uh, head out and, uh, and take off for the day, but I want to, uh, just thank you guys for uh, the podcast as always. Uh, Baby Face Brian should be calling you again next week. And, uh, <laughs> Baby Face Brian, and, before uh, you leave, I have yes, one sir. question for you. The 1987 Slammy Awards, the Woman of the Year, the nominees are Yoko Ono, well, Ali Parton, <laughs> the Fabulous Moolah, Sensational Sherry Martel, and Miss Elizabeth, who was the 1987 Slammy Award Woman of the Year. Oh, it's, you know, it's it's the first lady of wrestling, Miss Elizabeth. How could it You're be right. anybody else? Yep. yep. You're right. So, yeah, I mean, Sherry, Sherry Martell goes on my, uh, you know, my uh, Mount Rushmore of Let's women personalities for sure. Yes, sir. You want to do one more? You're not, you're not, you're not at your Google right now, right? Oh, I'm not right now, but uh, but I do I do believe I'll go for it, and we'll see if I can remember. Well, I don't want you to look it up. That's what I'm asking. I don't. I want you to take. Oh a no, guess I'm not. I'm going to give you a harder one. Yes, sir. The Slammy Award winner for Best Ring Apparel. The nominees are Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, The Hunky Tonk Man, Randy Savage, Demolition, and Harley Race. Who had the I, best apparel? I believe it is Harley Race. <laughs> two for two. You want to do one more with him, Jay, or what? <laughs> You're not going to stump Babyface Brian, my man. You can quiz him I, all I, day I, long. If he's telling the truth, if he's telling the truth, then he'll be able to answer this one. The 1987 Slammy Song of the Year, the nominees are Jimmy Hart. 
who performed Girls in Cars, <laughs> The Honky Tonk Man, Coco Beware, and Vince McMahon. And the winner is... The winner is unknown because Sika ate the envelope. However, what uh, if I was going to pick one out of those four, I always thought Girls in Cars could actually have been a song on the radio. And maybe it's because uh, I forget if it was Robbie Dupree or, or who, if it was Rick Derringer. I think it was Robbie Dupree. But, um, but that song, when you listen to that, that could have fit totally in uh, 1987 history as something that you're uh, hitting play and record at the same time in your bedroom to try and capture it when it comes on in the radio and you're hoping the DJ doesn't talk over it. Listen, Tommy, not only did he get it right, but he also knew that it was Robbie Dupree that helped write that song. And so you can't stump Babyface Bryant. Oh, it's happened before. You got me with Barry O on the uh, the uh, enhancement talent uh, when I couldn't remember uh, Barry O, and you stumped me. First first question out of the gate, I was thinking I was the brain, and turns out I was just a baby face. So well, yep. you redeemed yep. yourself yep. today. You went three for three on the 1987 Slammy Awards quiz, so you did fantastic. Awesome guys. Well, jumping Jay and. Uh, Slammy Award winner in in person form, in human form, Tommy. You guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and I will uh, I will talk to you soon. Sounds good, Brian. We look forward to it, brother. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Take care. Mr. Tommy Fear, the Human Slammy Award. Now, when we talk about the early Slammy Award shows, I'm talking 86, I'm talking 87. This has got to be right up your alley as a young wrestling fan. And I believe, I'd have to look it up quick, but I believe these first ones were probably broadcast from your neck of the woods, definitely on the East Coast, 1987, coming out of Atlantic City, New Jersey. I don't know if you were in attendance for any of this, and some of this was shot ahead of time and edited in. But as a young wrestling fan, Tommy, you must have been eating up the Slammy Awards. Speechless. The human... Slammy Award, Tommy Fierro is speechless. Either that or he's having microphone issues. I think we got him back now. It happened again. Can you hear me now? Jump in, Jay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Tommy? Oh, man. And the Slammy Awards for Worst Microphone Connection on a pad- podcast goes to my co-host, Tommy Fierro. We're going to have him uh, call us back in, so stay with us. But we're talking about the Slammy Awards. And these awards, as everyone knows, was conceived as kind of a tongue-in-cheek poke at regular mainstream awards like the Academy Awards or the Grammy Awards because... Vince McMahon and the WWE released some wrestling-related music albums. And they knew that these wrestling albums are not going to get mainstream attention. They're not going to win mainstream awards. So as the ultimate promoter, Vince McMahon, comes up with his own awards. So the first show of the Slammy Awards in 1986 really had nothing to do with wrestling awards. They were all 
performance awards in music, in singing off of their wrestling album. So guys like Junkyard Dog, Gene Okerlund, Rowdy Piper were up for best single performer for on the album. They had producer awards, they had personality awards. But then in 1987, it took a turn and they started awarding wrestling related awards. They still had songs. Vince McMahon performed, Jimmy Hart performed. Uh, they still had song of the year type stuff, but they had a lot of wrestling related awards. And that's when it kind of turned to being a wrestling award show. And I know a young Tommy Fierro was eating this up as the 1987 one was broadcast out of Caesar Atlantic city in Atlantic Caesar, New Jersey. Tommy, are you back with us, brother? Yes, I'm back with you once again. All right, my, man. Uh, my, 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 internet where i'm at in the uh, I'm, I'm up in the mountains where my fur is so they don't they don't they never heard of wi-fi up here so i apologize <laughs> this is, if, you, if you ever if you're ever on the podcast or listening because we, we do do this live and i cut out i always call back to my cell phone but i want to say real quickly jay uh i didn't hear the answer from um from babyface brian you, I, I heard on, i heard you guys talking that he went three for three uh, that that's incorrect. If, 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 did he say that Sika ate the envelope? He said, "Yeah, there, there was no winner announced on the actual broadcast of the oh, show he, because the envelope dead. was eaten by Sika." Wow, that's that that's nothing. That, that's impressive. Either that is he impressive. really is. He might be babyface uh, Bobby the Brain because you know Bobby the Brain was a, a huge heel, right? So he could be babyface Bobby the Brain because if he remembered that without looking at Google. He he knows the stuff, so he is th- now referred to as the babyface yeah. Brian the Brain, and I I believe him that he wasn't on the Google. I think he's kind of a historian. I think he does his research before he calls in, so I think he knew that inside his own dome. Uh, and I will tell you this: you might not have heard, but he actually gave us what his pick for song of the year would have been had there been an announcer. He thinks he knows what was in the envelope, and so he gave that information to me. You might have missed that, but Tommy, <laughs> I gotta know. This is broadcast out of your neck of the woods, out of New Jersey. You are, even as a young Tommy Fierro, I believe you had the heart and the brain of a promoter deep down inside of you. So you must have loved this kind of over-the-top show that helped highlight the talent, but at the same time, it could be used to further a storyline or to start uh, a storyline. And so you must have just loved this as a kid. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure everyone did. And, and as a promoter, thinking as a promoter, yes, it's freaking genius. Look, look at back then, uh, you know, the Oscar awards. And, 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 and remember, it's especially then. And I know it's called World Wrestling Entertainment now. But back then, it was really, really, really entertainment, uh, if you know what I mean. So, like, for them to, like, bite off of the Grammys and the Oscars and the Tonys and all that stuff, with the slammies, I mean, that's just freaking brilliant. And like you said, and it helps elevate guys. So you give them an award and another, another bumped up a peg, or you do an angle on the show like you did with Harley Race and, and, and Hacksaw. And it's just that fun. And then seeing wrestlers like Hulk Hogan with the, you know, the sleeveless tuxedo on, and like, it's seeing like that cool stuff, like seeing wrestlers outside their element for a night like that. It's just, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant the way they, they came up with it. It's brilliant how they did it. I wish that they would bring it back in the same way that they used to do it. I, again, we could have this conversation for a million times on a, for 
a million years here on the podcast, always say it's not that hard to recapture something that was universally successful back in the 80s. I mean, there's so many things that they can do today to uh, incorporate the, that old stuff into today, like like the slammies. The, the way they do it, they don't do it in the, the arena. Don't do it in the arena on the stage like they did the last couple times they did it. Have it as a special night, like the Hall of Fame. Have it be an exclusive on the WWE Network where it's the Slammy Awards and everyone's dressed up nice and they're on the red carpet. And, and you can make it now because it's, it's, it's not as, uh, it's not so much entertainment now as it was back then. You can kind of make it into a real thing now where it is like, you know, they have the football awards every year and, and all these other sports have their awards. Have a special like that, the Slammys, but make it, make it legit. And you can have some, you can throw in all the entertainment and comedy you want, but it could be a real event. So for years to come, the Slammy Awards is something that you look forward to, like WrestleMania or SummerSlam or Survivor Series. You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. I think you could do it in a different way than they do it currently to bring back some of that nostalgic entertainment. But let me ask you a very honest question. Do you think the superstars of today could be as entertaining as what we saw at the 1987 Slammy Awards? We, we, we won't know that unless they give them the opportunity to do that. So that's, that's the uh, answer I can, I can give. I can, right away, I can say, no way, that's impossible. But, you know, maybe some of these guys, you don't, you don't know unless, unless you see them do it. And in this crop of talent over the last couple of years, you don't really see them. I mean, Seth Rollins does, you know, comedy stuff and entertaining stuff. But, like, you really don't get to see that side of the personality of these guys. So who knows? Maybe they, maybe they could do awesome stuff like that. But I, I think bringing back that as a separate event outside of the arena during a Raw, I think it would be. I, mean, I think it would bring a lot of prestige to it. And I think that if it was built up right, I think it'd be really special. So that's just my two cents. I'm thinking, so they closed out the 1987 Slammy Awards with the entire WWF roster in full, like, they were in their gimmick. Demolition was wearing face paint. The Million Dollar Man had his sequins tuxedo on. Uh, Hogan, like you said, had the sleeveless tuxedo. Macho Man was looking sharp. They were all in their gimmick, and the entire roster is on stage singing a song called If You Only Knew. And granted, on the broadcast, you can tell they're lip-syncing poorly to it. But the fact that you saw all these superstars that were, I mean, these were the who's who of the World Wrestling Federation at the time. And they're all on stage. They're all moving and clapping and singing this song together. It's actually, it, it doesn't seem real when you look back and watch it because it's just so out of what you would expect to see. And I just don't see today's superstars putting the time in to rehearse and to get down a musical number because the idea is so absurd. I don't even know how Vince McMahon talked the superstars into doing this back in the eighties. It must've been part of like, if you want to get a big payday, you're going to do this and you're going to do it. You're going to go all in and put your everything into it because these guys are really on stage singing song together. And I just don't see today's superstars doing it with that gusto and doing it 
to the point where if you only knew it's entertaining. What I'm gonna it, do to you. Exactly. You'd be like, running out of hand stuff to see if he could carry you. Your if, destiny. If he you're listening and you haven't seen this, go to YouTube and watch it because it is thirty of the greatest oh, superstars awesome. of that era singing on stage together and it's it's kind of mind boggling that they did this. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to actually watch it as soon as this episode's done. I'm going on YouTube and watching it. Please You'll do. You'll be on your back like Listen, that man, in my Cadillac. The fact that you know the lyrics has me just tickled pink. But listen, watch <laughs> it three or four or 17 times, Tommy, and every time you watch it, focus on a different superstar because some of their facial expressions will have you laughing in your chair because some of them, you can tell, have no rhythm. They want nothing to do with being there, but they're getting a paycheck, so they're there. And other people, you can tell, are really, like, giving it their all. Like, Coco Beware can legit sing. You know that. You've heard him live. And so he's all in. B. B Brian Blair was giving it his all. B. Brian Blair was giving it his all. (laughs) (laughs) It's – I – Listen, it's a moment in time, and I'm so glad that it's captured. And we have this thing called YouTube because you can go back and you can watch it. And the fact that all these superstars, baby faces and heels, are on this stage doing this number together is just, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So do you think that Vince McMahon came up with the Slammy Awards? I mean, Slammy rhymes with Grammy. They were putting out music albums that obviously weren't going to get mainstream attention. Do you think just the ultimate promoter that Vince McMahon was is like, I'm going to create a separate award show to put my own stuff over? Absolutely. And I think it was extremely smart. And again, like I said earlier, you're you're in a time frame where everything is heavily, heavily, heavily based around entertainment as far as WWF's model goes back then. So what cooler way to create your own thing? Like, like I said, the Slammy, I like the, um, or sorry, the, the Grammys or the Emmys, the Tonys. By doing your own award show and the way they call it the Slammy, it was just, it was just brilliant. So it's a million-dollar idea right there, million-dollar idea. And I, like I said, they, just, they, they own the name. Uh, it would be so smart, so smart of them if they brought it back. And I'm sure that fans would love that. I know. I would enjoy that. I would watch that if it was a separate special live on WWE Network. I guarantee that people would get really excited for that, especially if we did some, you know, more serious categories like the wrestler of the year or, you know, most popular, most hated. Like, I, I, think, I think people would dig that because it's something that they haven't seen in a really long time. So, again, that's just, that's just my take on it. But, uh, yeah, man, as far as a promoter goes, he was genius to come up with that concept. Uh, the name itself, the Slammys, I would love to know. Uh, maybe we have to do some research. Who came up with the name the Slammys? Because, I mean, it's so simple, but it's so meaningful and powerful. Uh, really curious to know who came up with that idea. Like, we know the King of the Ring concept was, was made by, you know, Pat Patterson. I would love to know whose concept was the, the Slammys. Was it Vince's concept, and was it his name that he came up with as well, or was it his concept and someone else came up with the name? It's interesting, don't you think? It is interesting, and I, I would love to know some of the other names that they threw out as potential names of this award that didn't stick. Slammy, obviously, Body Slam and the Grammys, the Slammy, so it, it's a perfect choice, but I'd love to know the process and know what didn't make the cut. Uh, so the original show 
the Sammy Awards was in 1986, and it had kind of a lower budget feel to it. Not a big time stage, not a lot of uh, big time numbers. The return in '87, they went all out and like red carpet, huge uh, stage, huge backdrop, a lot of numbers, cars on stage, a lot of people singing, and then it went away. And they came, they brought it back in 1994 as like a different deal. And then in 2010, fans were able to vote on some awards. Um, and some of the years were hit and miss. They, they either have a Slammy Award or they didn't. They stopped in 2015. They brought it back for a single time in 2020. But I think the one, when you're talking 80s wrestling, the one that's in everybody's mind is that 1987 uh, one where they just had a ton of wrestling awards. And, Tommy, I know at the start of the show you said you'd like to go through some of these categories, talk about the awards, who was nominated, who won, and so I'd love to spend some time doing that. Do you have the list in front of you from the 87 Slammy Award show? I do, Jay. Let me pull it up and let's go over it. We uh, we tried to stump uh, Babyface Fry in the brain, but that didn't work. Let me see here. So we did oh, – okay. The Hulk Hogan Real American Award, that was won by Superstar Billy Graham. And actually, Ace Darling – who is one of the biggest independent names on the East Coast ever. Um, also my best friend, the godfather of my daughter. He was actually at this event. And he and, and, and you watch the video, you see a, a young East Darling slapping or oh, actually getting a hug from uh, Billy. You see Billy Graham hug a kid? It was East Darling. No How way. How cool is that? That is very yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. And, and I, I remember just text, both. I actually just. You go. Oh. Man. Oh, he, oh, this is awesome. This is perfect timing. Hold on one sec. Um, listen to this. This is awesome. So right now, Jay, I am going to give you, I'm texting you Ace Darling's telephone number. He's okay. just texting back at the perfect timing. He, we're going to get him on right now. He's going to give you his experience live of this. How cool Let's is that? It. That's very cool. Hold on one sec. Yeah, man, I just texted him as we started talking about it. He said, no problem. Let me, uh. All right, so I just I just texted you his number. If you want to get him on right now, this this is perfect timing. All right, we're dialing up Ace Darling, the '80s wrestling the podcast. Hello, hey Ace, you're on live, man, on '80s wrestling the podcast. Jumping Jays with me. This is perfect timing because I texted you about 20 minutes ago. We're actually just talking about the awards from the uh, from that night, and we just literally when you just texted me, we're just talking about the Hulk Hogan Real American Award, and I just told the story about you and Superstar Billy Graham. But with you on the phone right now, I'd love uh, for you to tell the listeners out there that story firsthand and your overall experience of being at the Slammy Awards. Awesome. Hey, everybody. So, yeah, um, it was – I was in eighth grade. My buddy's dad would get tickets everywhere. We went to WrestleMania. We went everywhere. So we got tickets to the Slammy Awards. Now, they taped that show twice. There was a, uh, like a rehearsal earlier in the day that we attended, and then we also came back for the, for the night show as well, which is the one you saw on TV. So everything you saw them do in the, in the, in the second one, they did in the first one, so – uh, yeah, we were there, and I had a calendar that had everybody sign, and I don't know where it is anymore. I could make a fortune on eBay with that. Like, I can't find that anywhere. But it was awesome. You know, they, uh, in, in, in eighth grade, I got, 
Yeah, um, exactly. I got to high-five Hulk Hogan. I got a hug by superstar Billy Graham. And I was the coolest kid in eighth grade that week because I was on TV. All right, Ace. This is Jumpin' Jay. I'm Tommy's co-host. Thank you so much for joining us on such short notice to tell this cool tale. 1987 Slammy Awards was like an over-the-top extravaganza as far as production value. And so I find it very interesting that you had to go twice, once for a rehearsal, once for the real deal, so they could kind of get the, you know, the gears lined up so that everything could happen the way they wanted it to. My first question is, how did you, so your friend's dad got these tickets. Did he have some connections to the WWF, or how did you go, how did he get tickets to the Slammy Awards? He was a big he was a big shot in Atlantic City. He was. Yeah. All right, all right. And then how did you get chosen? Was it that he hugged that superstar Billy Graham hugged you? Was that just random or did you know what was gonna happen? Did they talk to well, you? Well he saw a future star. He saw me. We, we made eye contact and there was and there was magic. So who else it. is he gonna hug? I love it. That's a great oh, answer. That's great. Right, we called it the ring. We didn't plan that ahead of time. We called it the ring. He came over. I knew where he was going with it. He gave me the he gave me the wink. <laughs> we made magic. <laughs> we made magic. <laughs> hey, I, I, listen, Ace. I know you're at work right now, but real quickly, just and then we'll let you go. Be, besides that, obviously, Hulk, uh, high-fiving Hulk Hogan and getting a hug from Superstar Billy Graham is two things you're never gonna forget in your entire life, no matter if you're 90 years old. But outside of that, like, what stood out to you as a as a as a, as a young child? at these awards live, what, what was the coolest moment outside of those two things that, that you saw that night? Just being that close to everybody. Like you literally could reach your hand out and touch whoever you wanted. It was just unbelievable. Um, just as the guys walked by, you got to high five them. Um, King Kong Bundy, who went on to be one of my closest friends before he passed away, he stood up for something and I yelled at him, sit down, you loser. And he looked at me and said, sit down, you homo. So, oh, God. yeah, yeah. We, now. We, yeah, seriously, we got a, we, we got a good laugh at that years later, but it was just, just the quaintness of it all. You know, like literally we were, I sat next to Tony Gurria and I, I had no idea as a, as a eighth grader who Tony Gurria was. Sure. And uh, there's a few other agents that were, that were right there. And I, as a kid, I didn't know who they were. Hey, listen, real, real quick, before I let you go, man, just so you know, when I was in, Eighth grade, I knew who Tony Guerrero was. Just so you know, I, I should have too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, real quick before you leave, man, uh, and again, thank you for coming on such short notice. I want to give you a Slammy Award uh, before you leave the uh, the podcast. I gave Jay a bunch at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. I want to give you the 2022 Slammy Award for being the best friend a guy can have, buddy. Ah. Uh. Awesome. Oh, man. Awesome. 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 superstar in wrestling that he had that at the tip of his tongue that that was going to be his answer listen if you're a young ace darling and you are already a huge fan of professional wrestling i gotta believe sitting there during the 1987 slammy awards 
And like he said, seeing these larger-than-life superstars right before your eyes, that had to take like his passion and love for wrestling. That had to kick it up 13 notches, just being there that night and feeling that electricity. Can you imagine being a, can you imagine being a young child? And so he's he's three years older than I am. So but still he's still he's still a young boy at that point. Getting a high five from Hulk Hogan in the height popularity as a fan as a kid, getting a high five from Hulk Hogan. I mean how I mean how cool is that? How, how many you know how many how many I'm sure that there's not millions and millions and millions of people in this world that can say that. I mean Hulk Hogan's only slapped so many hands on the way to the ring. You know, and, and and it wasn't that many. He's he's usually walking down the center. You don't really see him slapping hands. So that's pretty cool as as a as a young child to get a, a high five from Hulk Hogan. And then yeah, the same yeah. night get hugged by the same night get hugged by uh, superstar Billy Graham. So you guys can go back and watch that. I, I was correct. He did hug him. So if you go back on YouTube and you watch that, that's a young ace darling uh, that gets hugged by superstar Billy Graham. I'm definitely going to check it out as well as soon as this uh, episode's out. That's yeah. That's what a night for a young wrestling fan. I would listen. I would love that night now as a forty-some-year-old man to high five Hogan <laughs> and, and hug a superstar. Are you kidding me? I would. I would. I would pay. I'd pay to see you a superstar and bring the guys with you because you would just be towering over him. He's a big man, uh, Billy Graham. But you would be towering over him. Uh, the the Slammy Award winning tallest man in is, North America, right. as we announced earlier. That's right. Well, I will <laughs> tell you this: uh, the fact that he hugged Ace Darling is just incredible. Um, but what I remember about the superstar Billy Graham winning the Hulk Hogan Real American Award is this was at the end of Billy Graham's wrestling career. I think he had recently had his last match, and I remember he had a cane. And then after winning the award, Hogan snapped his cane in half. And then they kind of did a pose down together oh, to yeah. close out him winning that award. And so that's, that's the moment that sticks in my mind. I'm going to go rewatch it so I can see Ace Darlin wrapping his uh, arms around Billy Graham. But what other awards were <laughs> part of that show, Tommy? Let's keep it, let's keep it rolling. What other awards yeah, do we have that year? This is a funny year? one. Uh, this is a really funny one. So we, we did the, the, the Real American Award, the Woman of the Year Award, the Best Ring of Power Award already, along with um, the Best Performance Song of the Year, I mean. So another one this is a funny one. The Bobby the Brain Heenan Scholarship Award. And the winners of this are the entire Heenan family, the Islanders, Andre Hercules, Bundy, and Harley Race, which is absolutely hysterical. Uh, the Jesse the Body Award. Uh, I remember this one. Went to, and the nominees were Sherry Hercules, Ultimate Warrior, and Butch Reed, along with Rick Rude. Rick Rude wins that one. Uh, the Manager of the Year. Uh, this is also funny. Bobby Heenan, Mr. Fuji, Jimmy Hart, and Slick, it's a none of the above. And they're all Hill managers, and obviously they all get pissed off. This is brilliant, whoever came up with that idea. Do you, do you uh, remember? Oh, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, here, yeah, Bobby. of course I do. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you, I got to go back. <laughs> I was say, do you remember who Sorry, presented yeah. the Manager of the Year Award? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't. I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe it was Gorilla Monsoon, and I just, I could just picture him oh, and Bobby yeah. in, you know, laughing oh, yeah, when, yeah. when he announces none of the above. I'm sure Gorilla loved that. Oh, yeah. I want to go back and watch this whole, and I believe the whole entire 1987 Flamey is on, is on either the network or on, uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube for sure. 
So yeah, this is this is fun. Um, the greatest hits. Uh, Jim Duggan won that. Also nominated was Andre the Giant, the Honky Tonk Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Uh, the best performance by an animal. George still won that over Frankie, Damien, and Matilda. Uh, the best vocal performance. Axel Jim Duggan wins that too. Two times. Slimy award winning that night. Uh, <laughs> and that award that award was not for uh, a singing. That was just for noises that they made. So I remember one man gang stand up and does his whole <laughs> Yeah. And so it was all just for the noises that they make. So Jim Duggan won best vocal performance for yelling ho, which is just kinda hilarious. Yeah, he defeated the junkyard dog, one man gang, Jimmy Hart and George Stale. Uh the best group was won by one man gang. Um, <laughs> somebody's a little cheesy. The best group, one man gang. One man gang. Uh, the best head was a tie between Gene Oakland and Bam Bam Bow. Best personal hygiene. You're going to be proud, your boys. <laughs> the Bolsheviks are Slammy Award winners. Slammy Award winning tag team. Main event tag team. The Bolsheviks. Yep. That's high. Yeah, they are now inventing Slammy Award winning yes. the Bolsheviks. For for sharing a toothbrush, I believe, is how they won that award. <laughs> and uh then you know they would return back in nineteen ninety four with the Slammy Awards. I'll read some of these uh off real quick. MVP was Diesel. Most spectacular match was Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in a ladder match, WrestleMania ten. Best manager, Ted DiBiase. Best tag team, Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Most intimidating, The Undertaker. Worst idea, Abe Knuckleball Swartz on strike. <laughs> the biggest rack, Owen Hart. Best Coliseum video, WWE Raw Strategies. Most uh, eccentric, Bob Backlund. Most likely to see Jenny Craig, Bastion Booger. Oh, man. Once again, most likely to see Jenny Craig, Bastion Booger. <laughs> Most devastating, Von Nakano. Funniest, Dink the Clown. Best etiquette, the head shrinkers. Smelliest, a tie between Henry Godwin and Duke the Dumpster. The mouthiest, Jerry Lawler. The greediest, the Tonka. The sweatiest, Erwin R. Seister. Best entertainer. And I repeat, best entertainer. And I repeat, best entertainer. Oscar from Men on a Mission. <laughs> you... Worst tag yeah, team, course. worst tag team, Diesel and Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, obviously it's more very, 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 very gimmicky, gimmicky in 1994 as well. Uh, 96, they did another one. 97, they did one. Uh, then they came back in 2008 and did one. 2009, but then at this point, it's not, it's in the arenas on the stage. Right. So, like I said, man, I think if they brought back this concept, the way they did it for that 1987 one, uh, it made it its own identity and, and made its own separate event and, and, and did more um, more serious categories, I think that it can be something special. It could be, because even as you read the category names, like you said, some of them are kind of tongue-in-cheek, some of them are kind of way out there, but it's all entertaining. And it, it, it would be fun to see them go back to kind of a big award show and really put some thought into the awards and maybe get the fans involvement in some voting, but it'd be a good way to showcase your superstars in a different light. And you can further some storylines. You can create some new storylines. And so I think if done correctly, it, it, it could be very effective there. 
I'm not predicting the future here, but there might be an award show in the ISPW future, maybe, Tommy, if this gets your, your gears cranking a little bit. I was already thinking about it while we while we're live doing this episode. There you go. So we're rounding. We'll call, we'll call them the Tommies. We'll call them the Tommy. Who wouldn't want to win a Tommy? A big gold <laughs> Tommy award. Put that on your mantle. I think it'd be great. So as we close up the conversation, because we got a lot to talk about, Tommy. I got a list of things in front of me related to ISPW, related to 80s wrestling, related to Tommy's world out there on the East Coast. We got a list of things to get through. But let's close up the conversation. Okay. Any parting memories, favorite moments from the Slammies? Just really that 1987 one. I, I really dug that one a lot. I, uh, I I remember it vividly. And uh, I, I wish that we can see that or some version of that incorporated in today's wrestling. I, I really think it would be – it could be special if done the right way. I think you're right, and I'd like to see him give it a try. Um, the thing that sticks out to me is just that 1987 show, how much they put into that. Because when you watch the multiple performances by superstars, you know that's not something that you just show. You're wrestlers. You just don't show up and do a song and dance number. So there must have been thought put behind it. There must have been rehearsals put behind it. And so this really must have been something that Vince McMahon really wanted to do on a high level. And so just the fact that Vince McMahon being the ultimate promoter that he was having an idea going all in on it, not caring if you look silly in the process, knowing that your ultimate goal is to be entertaining and get your superstars over. And so the fact that they put the effort in that they did to make that show what it was, that's what I love about it is that today's slam is like you said, it's on the stage. It's just kind of an afterthought, but in 87, man, you could tell it was a creative team focal point leading up to that event. Absolutely, man. And uh, I, I definitely got to go back and, and, and watch the entire show now because I'm, I'm intrigued to, after just talking about it for the last hour, I'm really intrigued to go back and watch it. You got to put it on at the, the Wrestling Collector Superstore and just let that uh, baby yeah, play today, on loop on all day long. That's what you should do. Yeah, man. I'm, 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 I'm putting it on as soon as, this, as soon as the episode's over. I'm putting my TV on in the store and we're going to watch it. I love it. Now, before we sign off, you just had nine days straight at the New Jersey Fair. We touched base two weeks ago. We were at like at the midpoint of the fair. Give me a synopsis, man. How did the rest of the nights go? You had some big superstars. You had X-Pac coming in. How did everything go at the New Jersey Fair? It was awesome, man. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, the, the one thing was it was on, on paper. Right? It sounds really cool. Being able to do nightly signings at the fair for nine nights with nine different guests. Uh, but the logistics of it is, you know, it was an hour to get there, you know, so an hour there and an hour home every night. And that week, man, it was like freaking, I'm talking about like with the humidity over hundred, over hundred degrees almost every day. And, uh, it was, it was brutal, man. It was really brutal. So between the, you know, between the heat every day and between the traveling back and forth, like crazy every day, I'll be honest with you, I'm happy it's over. It was really cool. All the guys were great. Um, X-Pac was super cool. Uh, one thing that I took away from X-Pac is he genuinely appreciates meeting his fans. I heard him several times, several times say, 
Have we met before? And he, he, really? he really he really needs it. Yeah, and he he he, he needs it and and just thoughtful. I never heard I never heard any wrestler ever say that before. And he said it several times. It wasn't like a one time thing. And and I just really dug that that he took the time to to ask the fan that they had met before, which is really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, because can you imagine the impact that has on the fan if you're meeting him for the second or third time and he remembers you? Like that's got to make you feel good. Yeah, he said he said he he he's really good with faces as well. So like when he asks that, he generally thinks that they might have met before, and and a couple times that the, they they the answer was yes, we have. Which like you said, that must be really cool for a fan having a wrestler remember that you guys met before. But either way, just him just being thoughtful enough to ask the fan have we met before is I just, I just really dug that a lot really really and I told him that too I, I, I told him how much I how much I dug that that is extremely cool of him so you had the New Jersey fair you took over 80s wrestling took over the fair you come off of that and you go right into ISPW summertime blues show well fill me in man how did the show go Oh, it was awesome, man. It was really, really awesome. Um, the big news coming out of that show is the week before the show, now, uh, Dave LaGreca, who is the host of Busted Open Radio, which is the number one wrestling radio show in, in the world, uh, he's a regular on all my shows. He manages Rick Recon. And his brother, Don LaGreca, is one of the hosts of the Michael K Show, which is a very, very popular sports talk show both on the radio ESPN and on the Yes Network up here on the East Coast uh, every day. So his name is Don LaGreca. And um, he got his brother Don to come to ISPW and do an angle with us last Friday. Hmm. And they talked about it during the week on the Michael K show and, and they talked it all talked, talked it up all week on the Busted Open show. So it was it was really, really great exposure for ISPW and the guy was a great sport about it. He came in the ring, he was talking with his brother and it got a little physical and recon Rick Recon got in the middle of the guys, turned around and then Don McGreca clotheslines Rick Recon and I know that you've seen uh Recon at the uh eighties wrestling con show after the convention. Real quickly I just want to mention to anyone that hasn't uh seen him or heard of him. Uh, he he's a local uh, guy for uh, in this area, the New Jersey New York area, and wrestles for ISPW. But I wanted to just credit him for how great of a job he did because, and and the the video you can find the video on Twitter, uh, and a couple websites posted as well. You can just see uh, for for someone that you know hasn't had uh, main event too much main event. Uh, not main event. Um, let's say too much. Um, what's, what's the right word? I'm trying to think of the right word to say. He hasn't had as much experience on a, on a higher level working for companies like a WWE or a AEW. I think he did, and he's he's done a dark before or one or two. So I'm saying like he has never been. He never wrestled for like a a major company. That's the point I'm trying to say. So for him to have um, the timing that he did and he knew enough how to have these guys meet up at the right time during that segment. He just handled it very well. If you go back and watch it, uh, Don LaGreca goes after uh, Dan and Recon kind of like puts himself in the middle of it, but his back's to Don LaGreca. 
pushes, you know, pulls Dave out of the way. Just like you see his timing, he turns around and walks right into uh, Don LaGreca's clothesline. Just a just like the pacing of, of 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 him from getting in the middle of the two brothers till getting the clothesline. It was just perfect pacing and timing, and he just for, for two non wrestlers, both LaGreca's, to be in the ring and have it go so well. Uh, that definitely has to. Uh, a lot of that credit has to go for, to Recon for, for being the guy in there that knows, has experience, knows what he's doing, and able to, you know, position these guys in the right place and make everything come off looking good. You know what I'm saying? I know that I'm rambling, but it makes sense what I'm saying, right? No, you, you, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. It, the ring, if you've never been in the ring, I'm sure it's a very foreign place. Uh, you're pacing, you're kind of, you're overthinking things if you're not used to being in there and to have the cool factor, the peace of mind, uh, the it factor to know where you need to be to help not only yourself, but help the other people in the ring that are less experienced than you to make everything go the way it's supposed to go, to make it look as good as it can possibly look. It's definitely an art form. It's definitely a skill. And you're telling me that Rick Recon has it. I dig it. Yeah. I, I, like I said, for him not having, much experience being put in situations like that. And it, and it is a, and it's probably, uh, it was probably uh, nail biting for him because here you have uh, Dave who's red hot right now and his brother, who is a bigger name in some ways than, than Dave is uh, at least locally with, with the sports radio show. So uh, here's, you know, recon is probably like, Holy shit. I'm in this, this segment with these two guys, what he's probably thinking if I'm jumping inside of his head, that's what he's probably thinking. So for him to be able to handle everything as good as he handled it in that segment, because it went so fast and went so quick, uh, he did a really good job. So I, 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 I just wanted to mention that here on the on the podcast. If you can go back and watch it, like I said, uh, ESPN uh, New York Radio retweeted it. And you can also Google it, and uh, a couple of different websites posted it. So you can definitely find the video out there somewhere on it. But uh, he did a good job. I just wanted to what you guys knew that and uh yeah man just uh i'm i'm got a pretty quiet weekend this weekend no events and then obviously next weekend is, is labor day weekend so nothing there actually i believe we have a we have a, a street fair we're doing uh i believe on labor day uh i'll let you guys know on that next week and um then just getting ready for uh missy hyatt is going to be in the store on on uh, Saturday, September the 10th, she'll be in the store from 11 to 1, the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey. And then uh, the big one is the King of ISPW Tournament on Friday night, September 23rd. We'll be talking much more about that in the upcoming weeks as well. Yeah, looking forward to hearing the results, seeing the action for the King of the ISPW Tournament, like you said, taking place Friday, September 23rd. And then the big announcement that you said earlier in the show, the return of 80s Wrestling Con taking place May 6th in the year 2023. I'm looking forward to that one. That's on my calendar, Tommy. I cannot wait to see yeah. what you bring I can't wait. next year for 80s Wrestling Con. The fourth installment, correct? I, I, Is it the fourth? The, the fourth. fifth? Yeah, How many? It's the fourth. fourth. It's called 80s Wrestling Con 4. The world is attending. Whoa, baby. What the world is attending. Love it. So, uh, and, and I think I'm just booking another one just so I can see you again, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a good chance. I know there's a good chance that you'll come up 
and I just like hanging out with you. So I, I think Listen, if I man, run another convention, I have to see you again. It is hard to resist the pull of an 80s wrestling con. You do it up so big and so well that it might just have to be a yearly thing that uh, that my family puts on our calendar. That that's just, hey, every every year around May, we're going to take a trip out to New Jersey. I love that. I, and I, I hope you do, man. I, and, and again, the, the, the day before you came in the store and surprised me, man, you blew me away. I was, uh, I was so happy to see you, man. I was happy. It was, and I, I love seeing the store. And I didn't want to give you a heads up that we had landed and that I was coming your way because I just wanted the genuine experience of a customer walking in to your store. And yeah. we talked about it. I was blown away by the stuff you had in there, the way you had it set up. Uh, and so it was fun to just walk in there because I'll be honest with you. We don't have a dedicated wrestling collector store anywhere that I know of. And so I, that was probably the first time I walked into a pure wrestling store and the experience did not disappoint at all. I loved every minute of it. Awesome. Thank you, man. And I know we're running a little long today, so uh, we'll wrap it up. I always enjoy telling you, man. And, uh, what do you want to talk about next week? You want to think about it? You want to pick a topic now, and that way people can uh, have a week and be excited for it. Well, I'll tell you what. You somebody, pick, I who's been on, somebody who's been on my mind recently, and I've been watching a lot of his stuff back, is the Big Boss Man. And I'd have to check the archives. I don't know if we've done a show dedicated to the career, the moments in our memories from the career of the Big Boss Man, I but I, I think he would make a classic. Well, I would say let's do the Big Boss Man next week then. Let's talk about... Him as a heel, let's him as a face. Let's talk about. Let's serve some hard times next week. Talk about the big. I, box. I'll tell you what. We have, I have a week. I have a week to work on this. How about? Uh, I believe his daughter follows me on '80s wrestling on on Facebook on uh, Instagram. Maybe I can reach out to her see if we can get her on the show next week. That would be incredibly. That would be awesome, man, to talk to her and get her perspective on. Yeah, his I'm gonna career. try and work on that. I'm gonna try awesome, and work on that. But yes, next week. Next week will be the Big Boss Man Hard Times episode. Serving hard times. I love and, it. Uh, and you're going to be serving hard. You're going to be serving hard times too, Jay. If you don't know how to uh, learn how to talk when Tommy Seeks in your uh, presence. Hey, listen, I'm a five-time. I don't know how many times he won the world championship, but I ain't five times, my man. So he better put some respect on my name next time he comes on the show. Awesome, man. I'm well, a five-time Slammy Award winner. That's true, brother. I hope uh, you have a great weekend, Jay. The last weekend of August, everyone at home listening around the world, and we will catch you next week, next Thursday, here for the Big Boss Man episode on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. (laughs) 